Alright, meat boys and girls, welcome to Mike Talks Meats, the podcast where you get your meat fixin'. Don't want meat in your body? Get it in your ears. Thanks for joining. Today, we are going to be talking about a topic very near and dear to my heart. Ham. Don't you just love ham? I sure do. We're going to get into the origin story and this little puppy's little fight for the right to make ham. That's right. So settle on in, open your ear holes, and listen to that intro. Today, as I mentioned, I'm going to be talking about ham. And I'm going to get to that in just a second and answer some questions. But first, a message from our sponsor, Jellyfish. Those big blobby fellas that jelly around in the ocean that sometimes sting us a little bit. You know, you know the fellas. They can be annoying, but what would we do without them? So thank you, Jellyfish, for sponsoring this episode and for being exactly who you are. We appreciate you. Alright, getting back to ham. And I know what you're thinking. Mike, you were born in 1940, and ham wasn't invented until 1995. So how do you know anything about ham? You were 55 years old when it was invented. And, you know, that's a very valid concern. And as you know, in in schools, we're taught that ham was invented in 1995. But I'm here to tell you that ham was around a little longer than that. And I had a part in that. So I want to tell you a story. I grew up in the war. And back in those days, when we were fighting Nazis, pigs weren't used for meat. In fact, it was illegal to use pigs for meat. What would happen was the government would buy pigs, they would cut them open, they would shove them full of C4, and they would send those pigs in past enemy lines, where those pigs would mingle with the pigs of of whoever it was that was the enemy that day. After a few weeks there with the other piggies, our pigs would blow up, causing mass destruction, and it kind of ruined the pig industry, really. So, no one around the world was eating pigs. They were unclean, they were full of, full of explosives, and it was a taboo thing to even contemplate cutting one open. But I had a dream. You see, my name's not Mike from Mike's Meats for nothing. I have a passion for meats. And I knew that inside those piggies, there was some meat. So I started coming up with a plan to find a way to use that pig meat. I started experimenting in the old warehouse behind my house. I started chopping here and there, up and down. And it was hard at first. This was a new animal. 
and I wasn't sure the right way to chop it, which way was up, which way was down. I didn't know which parts were good to eat and which parts weren't. But I, I was kept in secrecy, and I worked at it, and I was able to find some, some things out. And one of those things was that this meat from these piggies, it was delicious. So delicious. And I felt so bad for all those people that didn't know, that, that weren't going to get to try it. So I started coming up with a plan. I was going to bring this meat to the world. And I went to the regulatory body of my local town, the Pig Emporium. Back then it wasn't called the Pig Emporium. It was just called the Meat Emporium. And I asked them, hey, I've got this pig meat. I haven't eaten it. I know that's illegal. But can I continue my research into this? There was a man there. His name was his name was was Larry. And he said to me, he said, Mike, that's illegal. I'm gonna have to confiscate all that you have. And I said, No, I won't let you. So I ran home. But by the time I got there, it was too late. They'd already taken everything that I had. My knives. And, and the, yeah, my knives. Everything that I had. I was crushed. So I went back into town, and Larry was waiting for me. And he said, Mike, I didn't want to do it, but you can't be making pork. You can't be doing anything with those piggies. And if I see you doing any of that again, I am going to put you in prison. Now this hurt. It hurt a lot. I didn't know what to do. But I decided I was going to carry on. So I went back into town. I went to the, went to the store and I bought some new knives. I bought a sheep, and I took that sheep home, and I butchered it, and I butchered it good. <laughs> that sheep fed me for three weeks, me and my wife, while I tried to figure out what I was going to do. One of those days, a few weeks later, my wife Barbara came into the, came into the shed, and she said, Mike, Sam's Meats is selling pork. And I said, Barbara, don't do that to me. I know you're lying. Please don't do that to me. And Barbara said, no, he is. I was just there. I saw it. And I said, Barbara, don't. You're hurting me. And Barbara said, no. Mike, come see. <laughs> and so I did. I went with her. And we went into town. And we went to Sam's Meats. And what did we see? Sam was selling pig. And I said, Sam, you can't do that. You're going to get arrested. You're going to go to jail. And Sam said, some things are worth dying for. As I stood there talking to him, the police came in. They grabbed him. 
They yanked him out, and I never saw him again. He was erased from history because he was trying to sell pig. The words ham, pork, they were all completely taboo. If you said that, they were going to rat you out. You were going to go to prison. I was lucky I didn't go myself. But eventually I decided that rural Missouri was not the place for me. And I made the very hard decision of moving my family, Barbara and I, and our 17 children, out of Missouri and up to Canada, where we thought we might be able to find a little more freedom. As soon as we crossed the border, we knew things would be different up here. The meat industry was just starting up, and there weren't the same regulations that would keep me down. <laughs> so what did I do? I started from scratch. I pulled out my knife, and I started butchering, and I started selling, and people started buying because I was the best. And eventually, once I was a little bit set up, I decided it was time to start my dream once again. I bought a pig, and I took that pig and I slaughtered it. I took its meat, and I wrapped it up, and I decided to sell it. And even though there weren't any formal laws against ham there, I was afraid. So I gave it a new name. I called it Canadian Bacon. I didn't know what bacon was. No one knew what bacon was. But I thought it was a weird name, and I thought that calling it Canadian would make people see that it wasn't harmless. It was good. Good for the soul. So I started selling this Canadian bacon, and boy, did it sell. I became the hottest hot in all the hot of the meat world. And people were coming from all over to learn my secrets. To learn my secrets. Imagine that. It was amazing. It was amazing. Eventually, the Cold War ended, and I was able to move back down to Missouri. I was able to bring my ham with me and start the long, arduous process of getting it accepted in the United States. It took 25 years. But finally, in the year 1995, I was able to have my new meat, ham, recognized by the Board of Meats in Washington, D.C. That's when it was put in the history books. But that wasn't the start of ham. Ham started a lot earlier, and it took a lot of fighting and a lot of sacrificing to get where we are now. So I hope you remember that. Remember that good things don't come easy. Sometimes it's hard. But nothing easy will ever lead to the kind of satisfaction that I got when I was able to finally see ham recognized as a meat in this country. Remember that hard things are the things worth doing. So thanks, meat boys. Thanks, meat gals, for joining me today on this episode of Mike's, Mike Talks Meats. Please join me next time as we pull out a special prosciutto. Hopefully I won't cry so much during that one.
Thank you for all you do. I'll talk to you later. Thanks again to our sponsor, Jellyfish.